Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's time for another hour of your favorite sports gambling show. What is this going to be? Moneyline. With the two best hosts to ever do it. I love my contract. Love my teammates. Uh, Donnie Wrightside. Do what the Sixers did, Charlotte. Just just win seven games a year for four years. Eventually, you'll find somebody, and you'll be on the upswing again if it works out in your favor. And Kevin Walsh. Some say how crazy talented the NBA is right now. I'm not even oh. trying to get into a debate. He's not even the most talented offensive big man in the NBA right now, in my honest opinion. On the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Rocking and rolling, ready to go on a Wednesday afternoon edition of Moneyline. It's Donnie and Kevin. As always, the best hour of your day right here. Always taking your phone calls. The hottest topics, even if an entire sport refuses to play until tomorrow oh, night. That's okay, Kevin. That's okay. I feel it. like I'm going to talk about like market it. coverage oh and like God. you know how much money you can make. And Mark Cuban always loves to talk about the 18 to 35 year olds there. I mean, how much how much money did the NBA lose over the past couple nights just not none. getting the market share? Disastrous. You, me and you might be able none. to go in and buy an NBA franchise. They're down so low right now. <laughs> what is? The, can I ask you something though? Like. Yeah. One thing, if you were if you were like an NBA guy who like desperately mm-hmm. is missing, you're not even an NBA guy. No, like, not really. What, what is like, going on here? I don't really watch a ton of NBA, but I you just don't. feel like I'm angry because they're off till Thursday. It's just getting on my nerves. Where it's like, all right, let's talk about this and that. Is. We need hot topics. We need fights in the NBA. We need nonsense. We need LeBron James, you know, saying things like he thinks they can get it together and win the championship. Like we need just something going on. Like nothing's happening in the NBA right now. Yeah, I mean it is well. <laughs> Apparently, like, the, what is the main topic of conversation right now? The trades that LeBron could have been in at the deadline? Yes. I didn't even get into any of that. I don't know if you did at all, like, on the early line, the idea that the Warriors did try to trade for him. Just uh, total madness. Yeah, well, by the way, I do have a comment on that, which I do think it's funny. Where LeBron James, again, I watched more pregame coverage than the actual NBA All-Star game. I probably watched about an hour of the pregame coverage because I love Kenny, Chuck, and, you know, all those guys. They mess around and have some fun. But they had LeBron James live, like, before the game, asking him questions. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you about the believable meter, right? <laughs> we put the BS meter up. LeBron's like, man, this is the first I heard about is when it hit, like, social media. I had no idea teams were calling the Lakers and putting together trade packages 
for me, which I got such like a big belly laugh out of that. Right. Because correct me if I'm wrong, before the trade deadline came up, not the Lakers, Kevin, Rich Paul's like, yeah, he's not getting traded anywhere. Like, wait a second. you Do you own the Lakers? Like, how do you know he's not getting traded? And then, Let's put that all to shame right now. He's never leaving. But I did get a kick out of like the Sixers making phone calls, Golden State, because I got to tell you. If LeBron James had been traded, I mean, you want to talk about just, uh, like, both directions. Great move, bad move. This is why LeBron is never considered to be the best because he keeps finding good teams to play on out of nowhere, and it would go against him here. So I sort of like LeBron is staying, but, boy, if he would have went to Golden State, the fun that you would have had in content for the next month to two months to three months, however long they would make it, I would have loved to have seen that. I mean, it's not just if he would have gone to Golden State, Don. Like, you mentioned Philadelphia, right? Mm. And yeah. The Sixers with LeBron and a healthy Embiid, I think, are title favorites. Wow. Like you want to talk about a huge shift, and and that's what's so interesting is how much sense it made. Like we've done a Donnie since LeBron's been in LA. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, every year. Uh, maybe other than like two of them, we've been like, I mean, it's time for like LeBron to request a trade out of here, mm-hmm. right? This time it was like, it actually might make sense for the Lakers to move on from him. Now, what's been interesting is they've done a lot of retconning, and they've made it very clear they're going to do whatever they can to keep LeBron a Laker for the Mm -hmm. remainder of his career, and that includes potentially drafting his son uh, out of USC, if that's what it comes down to. But it, it was one of those really interesting things, Donnie, that... The deadline passed, and then the Lakers were, like, hot on the rumor mill. They're like, hey, we're going to get Trey Young next year. You know what I mean? They're like, listen, LeBron, we're sorry we did nothing. We're sorry we answered the phone. We promise this offseason we will actually get you and Anthony Davis a third star. We promise. Not happening. Not happening. LeBron's got to force his way out at this point. But again, what's the point of LeBron leaving again? Because you talk about legacy in itself. I I think this is his last spot, and I think he chose it as his final destination, and rightfully so. Look, I'm going to be in Los Angeles. It's great weather. I make a ton of money. You know I have all these inroads, and I have my businesses. Hollywood's right here. Like, why would we be like, you know what? Minnesota, man, they got the best chance to win it. Let me move up there for about two years with my family. It's not going to happen here. He's going to stay in Los Angeles, and rightfully so, and also. For the people that are like, well, if he stays in L.A., he's never going to get championships. Let me count on the people that have already made their mind up. Let's just say LeBron, uh, at midway point of this season, Kevin. You know what? Uh, we moved on, and he went to Phoenix, right? And they didn't have to give up any of the big three, and they win a championship. Does anybody right. credit LeBron for even getting a championship, even though it is a championship? No. Like, he's better off just riding it out in Los Angeles to see if he can put another one on the board where it still would be his team in totality. So I think you're right. I think it depends on the location, though. And, like, and that's why going to Golden State. Now, going to Golden State would have been perfectly hilarious, Donnie. They win a title. He wins finals MVP off of Steph. We go right back to, like, Steph can't win a title on his own kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. He goes to Phoenix, right? He takes one off at Durant. And be like, but, like, if he would have gone to Philly DRS, right? Like, mm-hmm. the idea around the Sixers is can they get over the hump? And you're right. Like, a lot of people would have said, oh, come on, that team was fine without him, which to a degree they are. But he also would have been given a lot of credit for finally getting Embiid to the promised land had he landed in a position like that. But that's almost why I feel like his options are honestly either stay with the Lakers or just go back to the Cavs. Like, and yeah. I don't know if there's any... I don't know if there's any other middle ground, right? Because I, like, or could he go to Miami again, right? Is there is that ever a possibility? And I don't really think so. 
I don't know. You never say never, specifically with the way he left Cleveland, where the owner was basically like, we'll burn his jersey. I never want him back. Uh, Hated the guys he hung around with. They were ridiculous. Uh, He just did whatever he wanted to. We're never going to win, and neither is he. And I'm not even going to sign a max contract where I get back, you know, to help my team just because I don't want to see him make as much money as he thinks he can make. He wound up still back in Cleveland. Yeah. So, I mean, never say never. Here, here's the other thing, and I know this is going to come with a moan and groan from you, but the three franchises he's played for, he will have his number retired by every single one of them. Mm-hmm. So if you're LeBron, do you really want to go to a fourth franchise and risk not leaving enough of an impact? Because you know Donnie the Lakers will be retiring 23. I don't know if they're going to retire. I don't. I mean, I guess he won the title when he was I mean, six, is, uh, is, are the uh, Mavericks going to retire his number as well? I mean, they just like to well, retire random guys well, who are great. I, so. I mean, yeah, listen, I, I can't. Miami can't Heat might do it. All, yeah. Miami Heat might retire like three different numbers for LeBron James. They, they'll put yeah. football guys in the rafters down there. <laughs> That's true. Uh, listen. The By the way, the fact that Michael Jordan's, Jordan's number is retired in Miami is unbelievable. Like, man, psh, like, we were, like we went toe-to-toe in the 90s every other year. We won a championship. They did. I mean, my God, I can't believe that the Miami Heat have Jordan's number retired. you got to be kidding me. It's it's What's worse, the Jordan or the Marino? I mean, I think it's got to be. The, the Marino's number's not even retired. It's just in the rafters because Bam wears 13. That is true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What was Miami thinking about anyway? I mean, I guess you know. Does the the, 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 uh, the Florida Panthers have his number retired too? Do the Miami Hurricanes retire Dan Marino's number even though he went to Pitt? Mm. Interesting. Might as well just make it all the way around at this point here. But the NBA set to get underway back on Thursday. A lot of hot topics. Like, oh well, why are we playing? Celtics are the best team. No idea why, but why is Jason Tatum, Kevin, a twenty-nine to one MVP underdog? We'll talk about that next. Come on back. Mm. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus Chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease. Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Got some good action tonight, by the way, guys, on the college basketball court. With that a little bit later, I wasn't very good last night. A couple, a bad beat here or there, a terrible bet here or there, sort of adds up. But tonight, some pretty clear looks on the card. You didn't. And by the way. It wasn't sides, like, because the paint-by-numbers games, one easy again yesterday, Kevin. One easy. easy. What would that be? What would be the paint-by-numbers games? The uh, Utah State being a favorite over SDSU. It's just like Prince Money at that point. Yeah. That was one of them. Yeah. Even probably UConn game, you're like, hey, you know what? Come on now. They just won that big game. You know how this turns out. They get splashed by Creighton. Some good ones. Yeah, I, think, I mean, but what we talked about, right, Don? I mean, there's a lot like UConn was obviously, you know, everybody was on UConn, but everybody mm-hmm. was on Utah State as well. Um, I, I didn't realize that, that you lost that total in the Creighton UConn game. Yeah. Um, I woke up wow. in the morning, and because uh, again, I didn't watch the game. But as I was scrolling mm-hmm. through, the first number that came up, obviously because of the road team, was UConn. I saw 66, yeah. and I, psh, Stone Cold winner. Another one for DRS. Scrolled down, like, what? They got beat that bad? So, they got it's cracked. a tough scene. They got they cracked. Did. They got absolutely Second half, too. Basketball game. Higher scoring than the front. I was like, man, they get a decent start here, and then it goes over the total way it was. I also thought the BYU game would go over the total. They had a great start in the first half, 42-37, and it slowed down in the second half, so they missed that total going over by a couple yeah. points. Uh, a Baylor team is way slower than years prior. DRS way yeah, they are. slower. Yeah, you know which which. And I'm not saying that you're obviously well aware of that. I know that those are two high level offenses in general. The Big Twelve is a super slow conference. I, again, I'm sure stuff you're all aware of. But the fastest team in the conference is is TCU at 67. Then it's BYU at 96. Those are the only teams inside the top 100 in tempo in the whole in the whole uh, conference. Yeah, I thought we'd get some flames from three. We did from BYU. They shot a lot of three-point shots, as we thought. But Baylor just doesn't, hasn't cranked up that offensive three-point shot in conference play just yet. Now, you want to talk about tempo tonight, which we'll get to in a segment or two. Buck 76 on the board for a college basketball total. That's Whoa! Florida and, Al- Florida and Alabama. Whoa! You want to talk about getting after it tonight? Colorado oh, State, New Mexico is a good one later. Yeah, I saw it when we were capping that this morning. I was like, this is outrageous. Like, I actually have a, a side I like in that game. Game. Colorado State, New Mexico, I got a side I like. But we were teasing before the break. A uh, little NBA stuff with Jason Tatum. Yeah, you like that? Put close to 180 on the board. Can I Can I get just stuck there for a second? I know you want to get mm-hmm. to the Tatum thing. Yeah. But I just – because I know that for you when, you, when you handicap the college basketball totals, mm-hmm. Donnie, it's less about the number and it's yeah. more about the matchup, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. I would imagine that if you drew Alabama and Florida and you looked at their – matchups, you would say, okay, there should be offense here. Like, is there a certain point for you when you're cap where you're like, all right, never mind. This number's completely out of whack. Yeah, like, I, I would take the under tonight in that game, because I'm actually, like, I'll tell you right now, I like Florida getting eight and a half points here. Now, usually okay. this number, it's, it's an Alabama line. There's no question about it. So if you're just saying, you know what, forget about handicapping the game, take the line, it's an Alabama number. But the reason why I think it can get a little bit murky, the tempo is going to be awesome. Alabama is unbelievably fast and efficient. It's crazy. It's supposed to be the opposite. Like, well, we run fast because we're not that efficient, so we need some extra looks. That's not Alabama. Mm-hmm. Like, they're 80% from the free throw line in conference play, 56% from 
from two, which is number one. And then from three-point range, they're number two in conference play. But here's the interesting part about it overall. You know Alabama. They're best in the conference. Their point distribution, 41% of their total points come from the three-point line. You know who's the best defense in SEC play at defending the three-point shot, both chasing you off the line and also three-point distribution? It's Florida. Like, Florida doesn't have a very good defense, but the one thing they do well is we are not going to let you shoot three-point shots, and we're going to defend the hell out of those three-point shots. So it's one of those where you say it's a tip-your-cap game. If Alabama goes into this game, Kevin, 15 of 34 from three, go, you know what, they were hot and it was at home. But I would be surprised by that because if you said to me, like, hey, there's going to be a lot of tempo and Florida doesn't defend threes, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, they're going to they're hit 100 points, Alabama, then at that point. But even though the right. tempo will be there and Alabama is so efficient, this is the one team that can give you problems. Like, again, number one point distribution from three-point range is Alabama. Number 14 at giving up those points is Florida. I love those type of matchups. Yeah, that, that is incredible, man. But look, again, that's why you, you dive into those numbers. 174.5, so I guess the totals dropped a little yeah, bit. At least I'm just looking on the FanDuel yeah. number. It is. It has. Wow, that is incredible. By the way, shout out Walter Clayton uh, being the leading scorer on the Florida Gators. Mm. Uh, boy, Rick Patino. Wish home. you could have got him, I bet. Now, why didn't he just get him Rick to cross over? Got him. Now, is there a curse yeah, because couldn't. they play at UBS now as opposed to the Garden? I mean, just selling St. John's as they go? No, because here's the thing. But, Donnie, the, this is one of those things. Like, the Garden was never that much of a home court advantage for them. And, obviously, neither is UBS. Like, that's just the reality of it, no matter what they say. Yeah, but the Garden has always been St. John's true home, though. It really has. Yeah, but, Donnie, when they play UConn, right, mm-hmm. at the Garden, is it that much of a home court advantage? Let's yes. be honest. Yes, Spike no, Lee comes out, Chris it. Mullins comes out, oh, Luke Hornacek comes out. Why can't you out. have a serious conversation? <laughs> you know what I mean? They all they roll them all out there. I mean, if you're watching Coming oh. to America back in the day, there was one game at the Garden. It was St. John's. That's where they're supposed to be, man. That's where they're supposed to be. Yeah. Akeem, you know what I mean? Prince Akeem was probably out there chilling. Arsenio Hall was probably. out there somewhere as well as Simi. So, yeah, it's supposed to be in the Garden. And maybe they did a little bit of damage at that point. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Some good action tonight on the hardwood. We'll get to some more plays a little bit later because it's a deep card tonight, and it's pretty good. But I did want to bring up just that Tatum point. Like you say to yourself, like Tatum is one of the best players in the NBA. And usually you take a look at the odds market. Right? It's like, yeah, man, Tatum's like 10 to 1 to win the MVP. Why is he at 29 to 1? Like Giannis is 10 to 1, Lucas 7 to 1, SGA is 2 to 1, and Jokic is a favorite at minus 120. And then there's Tatum down there just beating everybody's ass at 29 to 1. Why would he be so low? And by the way, like, again, FanDuel, which is what I'm just looking at here, doesn't pick the MVP winner. Like, it's voted on. Why are we, are we Could we see, like, Jason Tatum say, hey, look, we had the best record in the NBA by eight games, and he was dominant. He's going to be 29-1? to No way. So I, I've uh, been kind of saying something similar to you because if you go through it, Donnie, right, and you make cases for guys, mm-hmm. like, you know, what's Jokic's case on the best player in the world, right? What's SGA's case? case well like look at the rest of the thunder i'm the only guy in the all-star team we're in the top two and i'm obviously one of the five best players alive but tatum nobody else can make the tatum argument which is i'm the best player on the best team and we know that that is an, an argument that can win and when it comes to this it's i would say donnie the celtics are not pushing historically great Right, and I don't mean seventy-three and nine, but you need sixty-five plus, 
right? Now their win total is 63 and a half. So they're not far off, but I would tell you that they're probably going to get 66, 67 wins for that to really start to factor in. And the other issue, though, Donnie, is this is an award that has stopped really being about best player, best team in recent years with Jokic and Embiid being able to win this despite not having high-level seating in their in their back pocket. Now, if you're Jason Tatum, can't you make the argument like, look, I'm going to get my agent to put this out. I'm going to go on podcasts and be like, well, you have a very good team. You could just be like, you know what? I have guys on my team that can't even go left, so i got to actually like, you know, get after it at this point here. So, I mean, there's all yeah, detriments to that across lot. the board. Yeah, wonder what, do we start that in the offseason, too? Because it just feels like the Celtics are supposed to win the championship. They're the best team. But I actually don't think they're going to win it just because of what they've done in the past. And then eventually we'll have that talk again. Can Tatum and Brown actually still play together and coexist as $700 million combined contracts here moving forward? No. I mean, look, it's one of those things. There's nothing they can do in the regular season to fully answer the questions, right? Because... Mm-hmm. All their questions are now playoff-related. And and they're clearly the best team in the league. The roster backs it up. The eye test backs it up. So if you want to bet, there's no problem with anybody who wants to bet on this basketball team. But for a lot of people, if they draw Miami in round one, there's going to be a lot of people that are betting on the heat. We know it, Donnie. We know it very well. Zero value right now if you look on the board and say, you know, let's take the Celtics. Yeah, take plus 230 to win the championship. Absolutely nonsense at this point. So might have to wait for a couple L's at that point. The same way you take a look at UConn, who got splashed last night. And the same way I've been looking at Houston for a while in college basketball. Hey, boys, going a four to five game losing streak to end the season. Be more than happy to bet you at that point here, as opposed to them running the table all the way through until we get to March Madness. A lot of good topics here in the NFL, which it looks like we're firing up the Justin Fields to Atlanta combination market out here. We'll talk about that much, much more. Return with us. It's Moneyline. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pretty 
pretty apparent at this point, Kevin, that Justin Fields will be on the move, and rightfully so. It's not his fault that Chicago is just a bad football team, but when you have the chance to draft a guy that many think could be one of the best prospects over the past 15 to 20 years, you always have to take that chance. So now we start to focus and say, where does Justin Fields actually end up in the NFL landscape? I see a report from Dove Kleiman. The Raiders are exploring a trade here. Obviously, we know the Atlanta Falcons are going to be interested there. Uh, One of the teams on that favorites board also is the New England Patriots looking to go quarterback. He seems like he's a decent, cheap option. And what I mean by that is eventually you're going to have to pay him as a number one overall quarterback. But you're not going to have to give up a ton of draft compensation. We talked about it this morning on the early line. Like, where do you think he would go? Well, what do you think is going to cost? Seems like one of those day two picks, which means a second round pick, that if he plays like 80% of the snaps turns into a first round pick. Some Or maybe mm-hmm. if your team makes the playoffs, it goes to a first round pick or something like mm-hmm. that. Justin Fields on the move. We'll start here first. Foregone conclusion, right? He's not going to be a bear again, is he? No, it seems pretty obvious that the Bears are, are going to ultimately draft Caleb Williams. I think, Donnie, it was actually you who kind of framed it this way of you can't be the GM who passes on mm-hmm. him. No, you can't. It, it, it just, n- nobody has, for lack of a better, you know, f- the stones to just pass on Caleb Williams. And that's this position the Bears are in. The, the only thing that to me it, that makes this so easy, I, I don't really care what anybody thinks of Justin Fields, Donnie. Nobody thinks that Justin Fields is so much better than Caleb Williams to justify the contract disparity that is about to happen. You know? This is going to be one of those, uh, unless they think that they could get just an otherworldly haul and sign Justin Fields on less money than Daniel Jones, then, okay, like maybe we can have a conversation, DRS, but when you factor in the fact, like, they have to pay Fields on top of it, it's just too much. Yeah, it is too much, and you're right about that. Like, if we can revise history, and if it works out the way that some think it would be, let's just go back and say... um, uh, the Atlanta Falcons had the number one overall pick in 1999, which was Tom Brady's draft. And Tom Brady was supposed to be the number one overall pick, right? Like, hey, you know what? Uh, we think we're going to get a great draft package back. Let's go ahead and we'll make the move with the Patriots. We'll get three first-round picks, two players, you get Brady, and then Brady goes on to win, goes to like 10 Super Bowls and wins seven of them. He can't be that GM yeah. because even as history would rewrite itself, let's just say you did make the move or didn't make the move. Let's just say you traded Justin Fields, you drafted Caleb Williams, and it didn't work out in five years. It's not a single person anywhere that will go, you know what? That was the dumbest move coming. I can't even believe you would do that. But the fact is you would actually put your career on suicide mode in the NFL as an organization Mm -hmm. because they'd be like, hold on now. You might be a smart guy, but you're looking for another GM job. What's your accolades? Uh This is the guy that traded the best quarterback we've seen over the past 20 years. Caleb Williams won six Super Bowls with the Houston Texans, let's just say, because you traded him away and you made the playoffs like three of eight years as a GM. You would never live that down. You can't do that. You just can't do that. No. I just think the question then is, what can they get back? You know, the move on Atlanta becoming the favorite, Donnie. Like that to me is is more about you know Instagram follows and things like that. Like, like I don't think him being the quarterback for the Falcons is a foregone conclusion. Do you? No, it's not. But you're just now you're just doing like which teams makes the most sense. Fields from Georgia, you know they would embrace him certainly. New head coach, maybe he doesn't want to start over with a true rookie quarterback. It's an even playing field down there, and also in a division that's not quite frankly say you know what? Yeah, we'll get Justin. Like let's just say right now the Raiders get Fields. You'd be like this, golf clap in the room. 
Great. Uh, Herbert's already out there. Uh, Peyton's turning around the Broncos. And, oh, yeah, there's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in that division. Congratulations. Like, I do think Justin Fields would be a needle mover in Atlanta because they'd be able to win the division right away. Oh, yeah, a lot of people will be picking Atlanta to win that division yeah. if they brought in Justin Fields. I don't disagree with you in that in that respect one bit. I think, you know, but again, like, what? it's all about what it comes down to draft-wise, Donnie. You know, if you if it only costs a second-round pick, then that is going to yes. be pretty enticing. I think that's what it is. People, you know? Yeah. But I don't know what the, how stubborn the Bears are going to be in these negotiations. I think it's something to keep our eyes on. Can't be because you know what you know what then turns into. There's other options like getting Justin Fields or not is not going to make or break another franchise. Like oh my gosh, we're not going to be able to win without Justin Fields, or we'll trade everything away because we think he's going to be that great of a quarterback. So when you're trying to step up into that spotlight and try to like make it about that, I, like you, you can almost call Chicago's bluff in a way. No, we'll hold him. Yeah, <laughs> good deal on that one. I can't wait to see that training camp where Justin Fields is. Ba- uh, starters in there and Caleb runs out and Justin's like I'm cool with being second here and you know what I mean I got a big contract I hope to get next year but it looks like I won't be playing this year and I'll just be a good teammate it's never going to happen so there'll be that little dance but when push comes to shove the Bears hold no cards at that point here right like let's just say they you know what we're not even getting anything draft night when we know we're going to actually pick Fields or excuse me pick uh, Caleb Williams well then that stock plummets right away because Fields never shows up again in Chicago like he doesn't do any workouts he doesn't go to OTAs he doesn't do any of that stuff because he knows Rightfully so. He's not the guy anymore. So I do think that yeah. they're going to take a good deal, but they can't be like, you know, and you'll hear him play that to the rival say, Psh, we're fine with keeping the guy, and everybody else laughs behind the scenes. Yeah, but like, no, you're not. We know you're not. You can't be. And look, I think it's, it's one of those... Uh, it, it is one of those situations, Donnie, where the Bears are in a good place regardless, right? They're in a good... Mm-hmm. But it, it's got to be... It, it has to be a, a situation, I think, for uh, the Bears where they feel safe both sides of it, right? Like, I don't think they can give him away for pennies on the dollars, right? No. Like, overall, if you're Chicago, like, you still have to get back a respectable return in this in this move. But also that respectable return is going to be them just being creative. Like, you're not going to hit a home run off the bat. Nobody's just going to give you a straight-up number one pick. Like, hey, you know, we're a top-seven team. Or let's just say out of the Minnesota Vikings. And they probably would never trade in the division anyway. They have the 11th overall pick. You're not getting that that number for Justin Fields, even though it's even outside of the top ten. You are going to get a second-round pick with an escalator attached to it at that point. Because why? They don't have to trade him. Like, the Bears would get more for Justin Fields if they had the 23rd overall pick because then you were bargaining with other teams going like, boy, we really want Fields. Like, look, he's our starter. I can't just trade you our starter for something junk. And they're like, you know what? We got to up the ante. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you know the Chicago Bears must part ways with him, you're going to get somewhat of a slight discount on that, no doubt. Yeah. Look, we'll, we'll see. But I think that the big thing is, you know, it feels like Caleb Williams is already off the board. Like, do you think, Donnie, we are going to go through a process that we're like, ooh, Bears don't know who they're drafting? No. Or, like, because we didn't say do that. It, though. People act like we do. But, Donnie, people act like we do that every year. We didn't do that with Trevor Lawrence here. There was never a moment where it was like, hey, man, it might be Zach Wilson. Like, it, Trevor Lawrence was the first overall pick, heavy favorite yes. the entire way. Same thing with Joe Burrow. And you see it a lot in the NBA, too. 
Like when Zion Williamson, the minute he got drafted, they cut to like the uh, room for the New Orleans Pelicans. You might as well have thought he already moved in at that point. Same thing back in the day, like when the Orlando Magic drew the ping pong ball, which turned out to be Shaquille O'Neal. They already had his jersey. Like they were like, hey, this is a generational guy. Pick up the phone, call us for a deal. Like it seems like we like to do that in the NFL much more, even though it's so dumb not to. Like, boy, we tanked to get Trevor Lyon. You know what? what? You offer us a deal, we might give up the guy we tanked our entire season for. It usually doesn't happen that way. And there is a clear-cut favorite in Caleb Williams, and rightfully so. He'll be the number one overall pick, and I just think it's foolish. Like, I understand the poker game that Chicago is going to try to play, and then even up it to, like, the next ante. Like, I always got a kick out of, like, Carolina. Like, we just traded the number one. Who are you going to pick? We like a lot of these quarterbacks. No, you don't, you bozos. You traded the number one because you said in-house you knew exactly who you were going to get. You didn't just wait it and say, you know what? We might, oh, oh we're going to look into it now. So, what happens, guys, if you evaluate and none of them you feel are worth the number one pick? You're going to trade out of it and see if you can get equal value back? Would never happen. So, for my money there, obviously, Fields getting moved on makes sense, but no. I, I, just take a stand, Chicago. You know what? Fields is on sale. Best price is going to get him. We're going Caleb, and that's the way it's going to be. Yeah, I, I'm curious though. Now they're they're starting to pop up markets, Donnie. Uh, Drake May's the favorite to go like second overall, but not by a lot, right? No, um, minus one forty. Uh, I saw, you know, and I I don't know. I could still very well. Are you sold on it's going to be one or the other between him and Jaden Daniels? As two and three, yeah. It's got to be. I, oh, I agree, but I, I'm not sold that it's going to be break May over Jaden no, Daniels. Not. Oh. No, it's not because NF, the, the NFL is a crazy sport, Kevin. You will have guys mm-hmm. that spend two and a half years, like in advance scouts, breaking down the quarterbacks of the future coming through. And for two and a half years, those, those guys will be like, okay, man, you know what? I saw Drake May coming. I've been around him, talked to his coaches, broke down every film. He's the guy. Then Jaden Daniels runs a 40 in street clothes. And like t-shirts and a uh, and uh, shorts, yeah. and they go, oh my god. I got to go back and watch more film now because this guy is that incredible. But I also heard somebody make a, a pretty good point here, and it's that balance of what you want. And they're saying is basically. Is Jaden Daniels going to be durable enough to be an NFL quarterback? And they say, that's just a dumb question. What do you mean? Like, how many takes are you going to take in the pocket? There is something to be said because a lot of what we like out of Jaden Daniels is, man, that speed, you just can't teach it. It's a game breaker. Mm-hmm. But that game speed means to use it, Kevin, you got to be running the football. I mean, I don't think Drake May is going to be out here running seven, eight, nine times a game, you know, just to say, hey, I got fast speed out here. So that is a valid question. But for me, the intriguing spot, because you can't make – with Jaden Jaden Daniels does. You can't teach that. And that's why it's like Anthony Richardson, that you can't teach that. That's why it's so intriguing. Yeah, the the, the thing with Jaden Daniels is it's it's that different level, right? Mm-hmm. To, to your point, it's, it's that Lamar. Five I mean, carries, even, like, 110 yards, and he's a quarterback. He can give you that. A hundred percent, and that's like Anthony Richardson for as you know as quick as he is, right? Like, you know, he didn't hold up for the whole year, and it, it just ah, it's so it's such a fascinating time for those quarterbacks, man. Caleb's going first, though. We know that. He is. No doubt about it. Let's talk some college hoops next year. Big card tonight. Any upsets on the loose? Any plays that you got? We'll take your calls. 844-843-6879. It's Moneyline. We'll be right back. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And now, back to Moneyline with Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside. Steaming through the afternoon right here on Moneyline Sports Grid Network, Series 6 of Channel 159. It's Donnie and Kevin. Big card tonight in college basketball. A lot of top 20 teams battling, which includes number 13, Alabama, number 24, Florida. Duke taking on an underperforming Miami Hurricanes team tonight. That's down in Coral Gables. Illinois taking on Penn State tonight. Dayton taking on George Mason. The blowout of the night, which I actually like a side in this game. Marquette versus DePaul. LSU, Kentucky, and Colorado State, New Mexico State, and that big Mountain West there. Do you have any games tonight that you do have your eye on, or is it just going to be like, you know what? I picked out this game, and this is the one I like tonight. What do you got? So I actually mentioned the uh, underachieving Miami Hurricanes, uh, but I think they're in a nice little spot here potentially tonight against the Duke Blue Devils. Catching six and a half, Donnie, right? I mean, you know, look, we're, we're at the point of, of this college basketball season where um, – Obviously, Miami's not going to live up on some of their preseason expectations and early season hype, but getting six and a half from a Duke team that's still not played stellar road basketball, I feel like that's too enticing for me to pass up on what is still a pretty talented basketball team. Yeah, I just, I mean, Miami's just been terrible this year. 15 teams in the ACC. They're horrendous on offense, and they shouldn't be. They turn the ball over way too much. They don't get to the free throw line. They don't do a lot of things great, which usually gets them in trouble. The one thing that will get them in trouble tonight, to be honest, is you take a look at Duke's offense. Love the three-point shot, which means they make a good deal, about 38% in ACC play. Miami lets you shoot more three-point shots than any other team in the ACC, which also includes the point distribution. They're number one at giving up the most points from three-point land. It'll be interesting to see how Duke takes advantage of that. So this game will come down to me. If Duke is average, Kevin, like they're average, 38% from three-point range, they shoot 38% or better from three-point range, they're going to cover that game. If you think Duke can step into this game and say, you know what, we just didn't have it, five for 20 from three-point range, Miami can stick around in this game. But I think if Duke is average tonight, Kevin, I think they beat and cover Miami tonight. I do. 
Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I understand it again, Donnie. Like, they're a far more talented basketball team. But, you know, we're at the time of the – like, with, with college basketball, you got to be willing to bet certain spots. And, you know, this it's is kind of the win. last salvo spot for Miami. Yep, must win. Um, I, I really believe that. Duke's been playing well, you know. Uh, Duke might be due there for a little bit for, for a loss, you know. Like, we talked about it last night, but Utah-San Diego State, and one thing I probably didn't factor in enough when uh, I decided to – bet on uh, San Diego State was so they had those two wins in a row against Colorado State and New Mexico it's really hard to win three straight games against the three best teams in your conference, right? Yeah. Like, if, if I would have told you that Kentucky's playing Auburn, Bama, and Tennessee three in a row, and they just won two straight uh, hosting Tennessee and Alabama, you'd be like, oh, look, they're dead going to Auburn, right? And mm-hmm. that was something I didn't factor in enough. I felt like San Diego State had created separation. So, and, and look, I got the game wrong. I mean, it was close, right? I mean, it was a one-point game with less than four minutes to go, but, it, you know, they didn't get smashed or anything like that. But again, you, you got to try to evaluate the spots, and I happen to like the spot for Miami. Can I ask you about a team, Donnie, that isn't getting a lot of conversation that are on tonight's slate, though? This Dayton Mm -hmm. team, 21-4 overall, 16th in the country. About what you make of this team, uh, you know, because this is not a season now that Houston's in the Big 12, Gonzaga's not been ranked for a while. You know, we're so accustomed to having a mid-major team that we spend a lot of time on. How good are they? Dayton would be that team. I feel like I haven't heard a lot of conversation around them, though. No, by the way, you take a look at Dayton here in the A10, number one overall in efficiency, which is always a great thing. Effective field goal percentage, also number one. Don't turn the basketball over, get to the free throw line, and are incredible inside the arc. But here's what makes a big difference tonight. You know, because I always go to the styles of the teams, and then you sort of line it up from there. You take a look at a Dayton team, which again, is a lot of they have a lot of Alabama in them, if that makes sense. It's hard to be that efficient and rely that much on three-point shots. Again, there's 15 teams in the A10, 12th in point distribution, inside the arc, that's Dayton, which you know what that means. That means they're ultra-efficient and love to shoot from the outside. So if we're lining up the distribution of the offense, 43% of their shots come from three-point land. George Mason, 13th in conference play, chasing you off the line, which means they'll let you shoot the three-point shot. So if Dayton hits their three-point shots tonight, or is average, as I like to say, they should blow George Mason out of the water. Like, they really should. And also, Dayton, no slouch on defense either. Number one on uh, not fouling you, which is always great. Number two in conference play at defending the three-point line. Now, they'll let you shoot them, but they defend them well. It's almost like we said, well, that doesn't make sense. If you can ever go back to like the matchup zone with Syracuse, right? They're like, you ain't getting in the paint, and we got long guys. You're going to shoot so many three-point shots. They're not going to be great ones, but that's the only shot you're going to get. That's sort of what Dayton feels like at this point. Also, George Mason, they don't love the three-point line. Like Their point distribution, 13 mm-hmm. out of 15 at scoring from behind the arc. So if you're not going to take advantage of that, Dayton should roll tonight here at the Eagle Bank Arena in Fairfax. And this Dayton team, you know, where are they in terms of outright us, Donnie? This day, are they getting any love in the national championship market? Because they've been in this. Know. Where do we have? Where, where's their seed? Yeah, that's no love at all. Let me see. Where are they pop? I'm looking at the Dayton fifth seed from the five line. They got them. Yeah, which is basically the A10 champions. Yeah. A bracket matrix wow. here at the five line for an A10 champion. It's pretty good, right? It should be higher. I feel it should be higher than that. It's fun. 11 and 2 in conference play. 
He got 21 wins already. Wow. Five seed? 23, to, seed. 23 to 1 to make a Final Four. Coming on the 4-5 line? Yeah. That is not bad. That's not bad at all. Who the losses? Richmond they lost by five and then DCU by two. Those are the that's always what I like to check. Like, oh, they got a couple losses, but did they lose by like twenty or it was like, you know what? We lost both of those on the road within like a possession or two. So it's always interesting there. Beat Duquesne seventy five fifty nine and then just beat Fordham seventy eight seventy. Who they got down the stretch? George Mason, Davidson. So they'll probably roll it. And they're expected to win the rest of their games out, which would be what? Twenty two, twenty three, twenty four, twenty five, twenty six wins at the end of the regular season here, which is pretty and incredible. That's potentially I don't how how many wins could they pick up in the a ten, can they get the thirty? Yeah, that, nah, it's probably I don't know. Games, I, is it? Yeah, no, they'd probably have a double buy and all that stuff. So yeah, they'd yeah, probably be yeah, just yeah. short of that. Be just short. Okay. There you go. Little date in action there to talk about other games on the car time. We sort of brushed on at the start of that Florida game, which has an un- yeah. like the the numbers that are popping up. And again, they're there for a reason. That's ridiculous, Kevin. Well, let's go back to the LSU game on Saturday, January twenty seventh. They hang a hundred and nine on LSU. Uh oh, they went to a rut the next game, Kevin. Eighty five versus Georgia. They bounce back against Mississippi State, who's known for defense. Yeah, they hit ninety nine against them. Now Auburn. And waxed them good at 81 points, and Auburn got the 99. But post that, LSU hung 109 on them. Texas A&M hung 100 on them. So, yes, we are expecting points. They get up and down the court. But from my perspective, you know, Florida brings a lot of tempo as well. Their last three games, 81 points, 82, and 88. Naturally, you would just say, well, I'm going to go under because if they have an average first half or second half, you're not getting that here. But I just like the defensive matchup for Florida, who's not even a great defensive team. They just do a few things well that could stymie them. But we've seen games with Florida this year, Kevin. They let up 100 points to Mississippi. You know, let up what? 98 points to Georgia. 91 to Kentucky. Now, those games were overtime those first two, but there are no defensive, you know, mavens like, hey, we'll shut everybody down out here. The one game they actually did, though, was that Auburn game, 81 to 65. But I just like what they do. I think they can slow down that three-point attack by Alabama, which will allow them to cover tonight. Yeah, I think, man, when you when you have something that high, right? Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, there's so many possessions down there. I feel like it can be hard to pull away on a big number like that. Like I know sometimes we talk about when when a bat, when a game's grinded down, right? Well, you know, when you play those Houston, Virginia games, right? But like, ah, oh, it can mm-hmm. be hard to pull away. But the thing is, sometimes when a Houston and Virginia they get up fifteen, you just don't have enough chances to crack through. Alabama Donnie gets up, you know, sixteen, right? Like they mm-hmm. at some point Donnie very well could take a fifteen point lead in this game, and Florida is legitimately three possessions away from forcing that Bama timeout, and you being like, see, we're right here, nothing to worry yes. about. Very hard when you have a total of one seventy four to pull away on a number like that. I feel. It is. You're right, because you might get a game that's a 17-point number, and like, well, look, Alabama's walking it up the court. No, they're not. No, they're not. Alabama's running up the court and firing another three, trying to bury you, and like, wait a second. Alabama just had four possessions in the last 38 seconds, and a 10-point run the opposite direction. That is what you like about it, but also the other way, when you talk about like teams with slow tempos, like, ooh, this is good. We had a two-point game with six minutes to go. What's that, 10 possessions? Not in this game. Like, you could have the inside the number and blink. But hold on now. Last commercial break, we were down six. How are we down 16? That's how quickly it gets away with tempo and a ton of three-point shots, certainly. That can go down. Uh, Kentucky and LSU tonight. And Kentucky's one of those teams on my radar, which I do think that 
if they can put it together, can make a run, and you get a pretty good price tag on Kentucky, but also one of those teams like, no, hold on. They just lost to College of Charleston here in the uh, second round of the NCAAs. Like, yeah, it makes sense because that's the type of team they are. But you should get tempo tonight on both sides. And Kentucky loves the three-point shot and shoots it great. 40% is a team in SEC play, which is pretty incredible. LSU, not too shabby themselves at 37% here. Talked with Ben this morning about this game. He thinks it's a little bit too much to lay with Kentucky on the road. I, I tend to agree, but... I don't know. Like, I think if I had to bet a game, I might be taking Kentucky tonight. I agree, actually. I, I'm not going to be on the side. I think what we yeah. have, though, sometimes, Donnie, is people are far too scared to bet a road favorite. Just mm-hmm. horrified of the notion. But this yeah. is an LSU team, Donnie, that just won at South Carolina. So my point is, like, they're coming off of a great win. You know, this is a Kentucky team that needs to stack them. And mm-hmm. it's not a ton of points, right? Five and a half, I think that's what the number's sitting at now. Yeah, uh, I as well would look at Kentucky's way. Uh, they need to start to stack them here. It's a deep basketball team. And if K- Kentucky is what you believe they are, right, DRS, which mm-hmm. is a team that can make a national championship run, just because they beat Auburn does not mean they cannot follow that up. With You know, again, the UConn mm-hmm. situation was different. UConn won 14 in a row and just beat a top-five team by 30. Yeah. You know, Kentucky went to Auburn desperate. And was able to get a win. Now they need to stay desperate. It's a different spot. I'll tell you this, though. You want a desperate spot tonight? How about DePaul making a run? Think DePaul can make a run against Marquette tonight, getting 26 and a half points from the Pfizer Forum? Do you know what side I took today? Hmm. First half Marquette minus 14 and a half. Love the spot. DePaul is horrific. I mean, when you look at the efficiency ratings, right, usually based on like, hey, you want to be around like 100, right, which means like you're doing your job. Anything over 100, like offensively, it's like, great, fantastic. That's the way you're supposed to do it. Anything below 100, like defensively, great. That's supposed to do it. DePaul's defense is a 125.2 efficiency metric. Which is a horrible. Their offense, 89.5. So they do it equally bad on both ends here. And they love to give up the three-point shot. And they can't defend it at all. Like, I think Marquette, based on that last game against UConn, comes out and just firebombs them from three-point range in that first half. Like, 37-19. At the break. And the one thing I do think, they can win by 30, I do. But we know how this goes, Kevin. You sit there at the break, you're up 22. And all you're saying to yourself is, yeah, that's a great start, but I'm still going to win the second half. And this game is going to be 35 points with six minutes to go. And then the bench comes in. I don't want anything to do with that. I figure Marquette, if they're covering Kevin, they got to be up 15 at the break. That's the way I'm going with it here. Makes too much yeah, sense. Yeah, I just think we'll see if DePaul's willing to, to be game for They ain't willing to I do I feel it. like that Marquette first half is going to be very popular. I mean, you go to Milwaukee, I mean, you're looking to hang out at bars, you're looking to eat cheese and have some beer and brats. You ain't looking to play Marquette. That's the way it's going to play out. Blowout city tonight, people. Let's go, Marquette. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. 
Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Fantastic tonight. Nice card. Nice card. In college basketball, hit a couple of those games here. New Mexico, Colorado State, also an interesting one. I actually went Colorado State, Kevin, over. Team total over 74 and a half tonight. Now, it's a road game. Usually like to take those team totals over based on home teams here. And also, New Mexico State does have a decent defense here. But how about this, Kevin? How many times do I talk about the reliance on the three-point shot? You don't really get that with Colorado State all that much. The tempo is fantastic for tonight. Average length of possession in conference play. Colorado State on offense, three. New Mexico State in conference, number one. So you will get tempo here. But also, both of these teams love two-point range, Kevin. Point distribution for Colorado State, fourth overall. New Mexico State's offense, number one overall inside the arc. So some refreshing stuff here and Colorado State is the best free throw shooting team in Mountain West play at 75.6% as a team. I expect great tempo in this game, non-reliance on three-point shots, which means they're going to get out push and get those layups and those easy buckets. I like Colorado State tonight against New Mexico State. I'll take the team total over 74 and a half. So there you go. Some action. Uh, I respect it. I just I, I was just looking through. Do you know they have a three by two, Donnie, for Florida, Alabama tonight? Oh, yeah. Should happen. I mean, you should get enough shots there. Now? I don't know. I haven't checked like, any. Are we of that doing for three by basketball. twos in college hoops? Or is that just like a you rank, get rank specialty? You should. No, they get you told boosts? me that they're. Oh, Donnie, it's up to 10 now, Florida. People are fading you huge. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> yep. Now I'm going to take Florida at 10 now again. Love it. Mm-hmm. It's just a, I told give you it's out, a line that makes sense clients. for Alabama. Exactly. We'll go client play late. One of those late phone breakers, like against the grain. Now we're getting mm-hmm. 10. You got to fire away at that point here. So that's where I'm going Guys, tonight. I don't got like a couple little action in there. <laughs> exactly. Now I like it even better. And you know what? We're going to take the 8.5 and, and not even the 10 and not even get paid that plus money just because of how much we like that game overall as it lays out. Colorado State, New Mexico, Kentucky, LSU, Duke, Miami, Florida, Florida, Alabama. Some top games on the cards and overall. By the way, Illinois, boat races, Penn. State tonight on the road. Just keep that involved. We're out of here. We'll see you guys tomorrow. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.